what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If you preach this book right here today, this day and age, if you preach the Word of God today, you're not going to bring people in. Chances are you're going to run some folks out because that's the day and age that we, we live in. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Book of First Kings, chapter seventeen. First Kings, chapter seventeen, beginning in verse eleven. And as she was going to fetch Elijah a drink of water, he called to her and said, "Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand." And she said, "As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake." but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son." For saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And I want to continue with the subject we started last week, God's economy. In the economy of the world, one plus one equals two, and four plus four equals eight. But in God's economy, one plus one is whatever God wants it to be. And when you got saved, Understand this today, you entered into God's economy. In God's economy, everything that we need is supplied through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. Paul said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I want you to notice that. He will supply your needs according to his riches and glory, not according to what Joe Biden says. He didn't say, I'll supply your need according to what Wall Street says. He didn't say, I will supply your need whether there be ships that are able to unload or not. 
whether the truck drivers deliver or not. God's supplying your need is not dependent upon man and what man does or what man says. God supplies your need today through and by the cross. My God will supply your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. And my friend, let me tell you, the only currency that will spend in God's economy is your faith being placed in what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. God can supply your need in the strangest ways, as he did here in the case of Elijah. Israel is going through a terrible time of drought and famine. And during this period of time, God told Elijah, I want you to go and dwell by the brook Cherith. And for two years, God supplied this man food by the ravens. And after a while, the brook dried up. And God told Elijah, I want you to go to Zarephath. And God said, I've got a widow woman there that I have commanded to sustain you. God is sending this man into enemy territory. And he's got a poor widow woman that's going to sustain him. This poor widow woman... She had a son, and she couldn't even sustain herself, let alone now another mouth to feed. But God can do all things. God can do whatever is needed. God can meet your need today any place, any time, use anybody, and use anything. If you have a need today, all you have to do is ask. We have not because we ask not. Now, this woman was a woman of faith. At the time, her faith in God had not manifested yet. But God knew that if she were given the opportunity that she would believe him. And eventually she did. Jesus spoke of her faith, if you look in Luke 4, verse 25. Jesus said, I tell you of a truth, that there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land. But unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarepta of the city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. This woman would become a woman of faith, but at the time she was not. And God sent Elijah to this poor widow woman. And when Elijah found this woman, he asked her for a drink of water. And a morsel of bread. Now he's not asking for much. But after about two years of drought. And famine. There's a scarcity of food. When you look at that. Elijah wasn't asking for much. But he was actually asking for everything. And it's the same way with God. 
God doesn't ask for much, and yet he asks for everything. Everything that God asks you for is only temporary compared to what he's going to give you in return. He's got eternal life for you today if you'll just believe him. Jesus said in Matthew 19, verse 29, Everyone that has forsaken houses and brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. You don't give up anything for God, what he won't give it back to you. You can't outgive God. He'll give it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's God's economy. Her answer to Elijah is very revealing. And it presents a test for Elijah. 1 Kings 17, verse 12. She said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Now, I want you to put yourself in Elijah's shoes for just a minute. God has told you to give a message to this woman. And the message is, you're to give me a drink of water, and you're to give me a morsel of bread, and you're to do it from now on till the end of this drought. You're to sustain me for the next year and a half. That's the word that God has given Elijah, to give to this poor widow woman. And this is the response that she gives him. Now what would you do? What would you do if you were in that situation and God said this is the person that's going to sustain you and they give you a sad story like this right here? What would you do? Would you say, I'm sorry, ma'am. I've made a mistake. I mistook you for somebody else. Would you give her that message? Or would you backtrack and maybe look somewhere else? It's an awkward situation. But here's the thing. If Elijah does not give this woman the word that God has given him, she will die. Her son will die, and he will die. Now, I want you to think about that. Let me say it again. If Elijah does not give the word of the Lord to this woman, although she gives him this sad story, depressing story, and it's awkward, if he doesn't give her the word, she dies. Her son dies, and he dies. Are you getting it? You see, because 
This is the same situation that the church finds itself in today. It's awkward. The word that God has given us to give to the world out here. And what is that word? You are a sinner. And a man that died on a wooden cross 2,000 years ago died on that cross to set you free from your sin and forgive you of your sin. And if you'll place your faith in what Jesus did on that cross, then you get to go to heaven. It's an awkward message to give to people because, first of all, that offends people when you tell them that. You mean to tell me that I'm so bad that God had to become a man and come down here and die on a cross for me? I'm that bad? I just don't think I'm that bad, Brother James. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. That's the message. That's the gospel. And my friend, if the church don't get back to preaching the gospel, the people out here in the world are going to die and go to hell, and the church is going to die too, because it's only as we go out and preach that message that God would deal with the hearts of the sinners out here in the world and bring them into the church. And if the church don't start getting more members, the church is ultimately going to die. Will Elijah... Be faithful to the word that God has given him to give to this woman. What will her response be if he gives her that word? Will the church be faithful in giving to this lost and dying world the gospel of Jesus Christ or will we back away from that you see I said all that because the church is backing away from that today because like I said it offends people and we don't preach against sin anymore we don't call things out we don't address things anymore today because we know it offends people One church has a motto, it's called butts in the pew, and they'll do anything in the world. They were giving away a Harley-Davidson last week to get butts in the pew. They give away a Harley-Davidson this week, what are they going to give away next week? After a while, the money runs out. Let me tell you something, when you come to friendship, you're not going to get a Harley-Davidson here, but you are going to get the Word of God. Glory to God. You will get the Word of God here. The Word of God is a precious thing this day and age. There is a drought and a famine in our country today because there is a drought and a famine in our churches today as it pertains to the gospel. There's a church on every corner. There's Christian programming on every radio station, every other radio station. You you, you flip across the channels on your television set, and there's a preacher up there. But there is less preaching of the gospel today than ever before. Why? Why? Because we don't want to offend anyone. It's all about 
the numbers. But with God, it's not about the numbers. It's whether you're going to be faithful or not. See, God rewards faithfulness. See, the world out here, they're constantly looking for success. The world is looking for that success story. The bookstores are full today of how to be a success. Twelve steps to be a success. Here's how I did it. And if you'll follow through and do what I did, then you can have a business and you can be successful too. Might be. Might not be either. See, the world's constantly looking for success. Success is a reward in itself. But when it comes to God's economy, God doesn't reward us as to whether we're successful or not. He rewards us for being faithful. God rewards us for being faithful. Look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. The Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He didn't say, Well done, good and successful servant. He said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. God rewards faithfulness. But if you try and fail, you just lose as it pertains to the world out here. But with God, if you'll try, whether you're successful or not, God will reward you for it. Are you listening to me today? You see... Preachers just coming into the ministry, and they take a small church. The idea is that I'll go in, I'll preach the Word, and we'll have the place packed out in a couple of weeks, and, and God is going to be successful. At least that's what we think. I've been here 10 years. I packed the place out twice, and it was because of funerals. If you preach this book right here today, this day and age, if you preach the Word of God today, you're not going to bring people in. Chances are you're going to run some folks out because that's the day and age that we, we live in. But we think we can come in and preach the Word and the church is just going to grow and grow and grow. And then when it doesn't, discouragement sets in and we begin to change up our tactics and we begin to implement this program and that program and and whatever and what happens is we're not faithful to the word of God we begin to trim the word we begin to trim the message we don't preach quite as hard because it's running people away God doesn't look at the numbers he looks at the faithfulness. And Elijah was faithful to the word that God given him. He told her in 1 Kings 17, verse 13, Make me a little cake first. Bring it to me. 
and after make for thee and for thy son. Despite what goes on around us, we must always put God first. See, Elijah was being tested as to whether he was going to be faithful tonight or not. You and I are being tested as well as to whether we're going to be faithful or not. See, our country is going through a time of great drought and famine of the Word of God. It's starting to show now on the shelves in the store. And the prices of food is going sky high. And, as the, and look, we've got three more years of this junk to put up with. And as things keep getting higher and higher, the temptation's going to be to stop putting as much in the offering plate. Anybody listening to me? Some of you have already been tempted to withdraw your giving because the bills are, are piling up and more and more and more. Let me tell you, when you stop giving to God, you are cutting your own throat. Because when you give to the Lord, as I stated, you don't give anything to Him what He won't give it back to you in some way, shape, form, or fashion. He will reward your faithfulness. He'll do it. Jesus said in Matthew six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these other things shall be added unto you. Elijah went on to say, he told this woman, 1 Kings 17, verse 14, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Now, it doesn't make any sense in the natural. But the opportunity to believe God has now been presented to this woman. And she decided to give it to Elijah. In essence, she's giving it to the Lord. She took God at his word. She went in and did according to the saying of Elijah. 1 Kings 17, verse 15, And she and he and her house did eat many days. Oh. <laughs> now I can go ahead and tell you, a word got around. Her friends and relatives, I mean, everybody around her is losing weight, and now her and her son starting to fatten up. Something going on over here in the little widow woman's house. Word gets around. People start coming knocking on the door. Miss, Miss widow woman, can you make me a little cake too? Her and her house. Her friends. I don't know how many cakes she made. Her little house became a bakery. <laughs> I don't know how many she made. But every time she reached in that barrel, it was a reach of faith. And every time she reached down in there, there was a handful of meal there. And every time she grabbed that cruise and turned it up, some oil came out. 
faith. Faith. God supplied as much as was needed. And every time she reached in that barrel, it was a reach of faith. And that's what God asks us to do on a daily basis. Reach out to Him by faith every day. Now, this goes against Hamilton's law. Hamilton's law, what is that? Hamilton's law states that whatever we build or perfect at the same time is depleted. What do we mean by that? When you build a house, trees are cut down and depleted in order to build that house. Sand is used to make the brick to build the house and and so forth. Things are depleted. That's Hamilton's law. But in God's economy, God simply speaks into existence whatever it is that is needed. Ladies and gentlemen, that's God's economy. Have you entered into God's economy today. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4200. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship. Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry. Go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.